are delighted to be joined by Andrea and Alison from the Mosaic Partnership. Thank you very much for coming in again. It's lovely to see you. And you've got a session. Well, well Andrea, you, you, you tell us all about this. The, the next session is all about families dealing with digital. Yeah, so our next session is on the 9th of March. We've got um, an in-person at the Pickled Sprout. Um, in the morning and in the evening we're doing a virtual session online because a lot of parents have asked and families have asked for that and the title is um, Family Wellbeing in the Digital Age and we're really looking kind of how mod our modern world, particularly technology, is influencing the way we live our lives and it's influencing our well-being and our mental health um, of our children and but also of ourselves. Um, so we're going to, the session as usual is divided into what I present which is much more about office physiological state and how technology um, interferes with that, <clears throat> especially I'm looking at dopamine and that reward molecule. And Alison looks more at the story, what stories that we get from social media. So we're going, that's a little flavor of what we're going to cover in that, um, in that workshop and really kind of giving people some tools to leave with yeah. that can help them um, make little, little changes at home um, in their own practice, but also in how maybe they manage their children's technology. Yeah. And, and from being at your, your last session, you guys are so good at, at almost stopping the world that's going on and, and actually just making us understand how we react to things, what happens, our, our reactions that can be a bit out of our control to things as well, and, and therefore what effect that can have on the rest of the family. Social media, digital, I mean, there couldn't be a sort of better example or thing to talk about where our own relationship, never mind our children's relationship, our own relationship with social media comes with a lot of issues and risks and... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what's really, what's really interesting is that what we did looking at the data, the 54% of children believe their parents spend too much time on their phone. And 36% of parents get distracted in the middle of conversations with their kids. And really, this I'm surprised the numbers are those. I think they'd yeah, be, be higher. Well, and actually. you know, this is obviously just it's a, a survey. But you know, the, the, the an interesting thing is that 48% of parents admit this. So, so there's an aware. awareness. But I think what's really key is, and I know this from my own experience, I've got four children, is that I'm not intentionally choosing to go on my phone. I get hijacked. Yeah. And again, what we're doing in the workshop is explaining why we get hijacked, how we get hijacked by looking at how the brain works uh, and, and the impact of that. And the impact of that is really quite far reaching. I mean, we're looking at, you know, focus, our attention. We're looking at our kids learning, we're, but we're really looking at relationships. You know, those bids for attention that our kids give us, if those are hijacked by our technology, then they're not getting that attention that they need. And that's, that's, that is the crux of it. You know, we have this brain that is wired for social connection. It's how we regulate our stress response. And if we don't have that social connection, that's going to lead to a high level of stress for those children, but also it's happening for the parents too and for yeah. the carers too. And we're not saying, are we, Andre, that technology is bad no, at all? Not at because all. obviously there's a place for technology uh, very, very clearly. But what we are saying is that we've got to be aware of how technology quite often uses us. So what we're trying to sort of say is how we can use technology without technology using us. I came across a very interesting statistic, uh, which was about, as Andre was talking about, being hijacked and our attention being taken something else. It takes 23 minutes to re-engage with an activity 
that you were doing prior to being distracted by having a quick look on social media, checking someone's Instagram. Actually, 23 minutes to get back on track, which is quite scary for our children, but also for us as well, you know, to get back into that flow state of doing an activity, which, which is, is interesting. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, again, what we do at Mosaic is looking at awareness and really helping people become aware of their reactions to things, as you were just saying. So, you know, starting to, as, as parents and as carers to, you know, how does it make you feel when you see your child on their device? How does it make them feel when they see you on your device? Yeah. Because there's a disconnection there, and I think that's what we're trying to kind of hone in on. We're not saying it's good or bad. It's it's the kind of the awareness. The carelessness of it, maybe, uh, and the lack of awareness. Yes. So we just, you know, again, we're going to give away some tips about how to be more intentional with our technology use and how to put those boundaries in, because kids can't do it for themselves. In fact, we find it hard enough. To do it Sometimes yeah. the lessons that we need to learn actually it's come true. through yeah. our, what we need to teach yeah. our kids. Absolutely. I know that from my own experience, I've learned a lot by seeing things in my own kids. I've had to really think about it for myself. But we often don't notice until that awareness is pointed out to us. We yeah. think it's we think it's normal nowadays, don't we? Yeah, and it's not it's not something that is it's not something that is completely socially unacceptable it's not it's not like doing something that's illegal or it's not like doing something that's very rude but it's still it it almost makes it harder then doesn't it to to create your own boundaries that you think are going to be are are the correct boundaries really yeah Um, i think it's really a a classic example so you go out to dinner dinner with friends and people will have their phones at the table now one of our rules at home is that we don't have phones at the table it's a social time because if they creep in, one person does it, then another person does it, and suddenly everybody is in a social situation, but actually separated. Mm. Yes. And, you know, I often have even faced with my husband that I'm, if I go out with friends, and he goes, oh, well, you didn't answer your text. I said, I'm not answering my text. If it was life-threatening, you would have called me. Um, I'm with my friends. I want to have conversations. And not be distracted. And not be distracted. So on my choices, I've left my phone in my bag, on vibrate or whatever it is. You can get hold of me in an emergency, but you really... As a father, you could probably deal with most of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's a separate podcast. That's a different podcast. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that is a separate podcast. <laughs> and another really interesting thing that we, 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 we came across was that the, the actual founders of these big tech companies do not allow their children on technology, which mm. is very, very interesting, isn't Telling. it? And again, it's that awareness, yeah. you know, um, and the, the cost of the distraction um, in, in, in our lives, but also in our children's lives. I think it's really hard because we have this dilemma, and I have this dilemma between letting my child engage in these social media or in like, technology, whether it's games or whether it's just the, you know, Snapchat, um, because that's how everybody's doing it. Yes. But at the same time, be helping them regulate that use. And, and actually, you know, you're having these text conversations and there's a lot of misunderstanding, yes. communication, misinterpretation. Perhaps actually, you could pick up the phone and just call them. Yes. Which, which apparently is not the thing to do nowadays. Yeah. You don't do that because that's well, what a grandma does. Well, I mean, there was a, some data that was 71% of... Um, Young people and teenagers use use technology to avoid social a social interaction. Yeah. 
So it's, it, it obviously it's, it takes more energy and more confidence and more skill to meet somebody in person or to speak to somebody in person. It's much easier to do a quick text message or just to avoid something mm. um, than it is to face it. But talking of you know endorphins and, and, and things that make you feel good, having a conversation with somebody will, will leave a lasting, better feeling, won't it, than than texting. Exactly. Because, again, we could look back how the brain works. We, we pick up on signals from people's faces. And we, which is, again, when we look at COVID and what's happened, if we've moved a lot of our world into a virtual world where we don't have the same social cues that yeah. we would have if we were face-to-face or in a group of people. And when, we, when I'm delivering um, training, you know, if I'm doing it virtually, it's a different learning experience than it is doing it in person in a group. And that's what, you know, whether we're doing as a one-to-one in a conversation with a friend, or whether you're doing it as a family, or whether you're doing it in a learning environment, social, the social aspects of learning are really powerful because they link to the emotional aspects. Yeah. And what about, obviously, use, use of, of, of phones and, and sort of being a bit more aware of the fact that we're, we're not paying attention um, to people who are talking to us and, and how that makes people feel. What about the stuff that we're actually seeing on yeah. social media? Because I think now, with with the, the, the situation in the Ukraine at the moment, yeah. it's quite a, a, a good example of... And I think we've had a lot of this during COVID, haven't we, as well, where actually... How, how we're looking after ourselves as adults, again, again, before we even think about how we're looking after our family, yeah. how we're treating ourselves and, and, and how we manage the amount of... Because it's overwhelming, isn't it? If you, yeah. want to, if you want to spend all day today reading articles, tweets, uh, posts, if you, you, could, you could spend oh, your entire really, day. Absolutely. That information overload, I think, is re- a really important point you raise. In fact, there's an interesting statistic. So we get as much information in one day now as people in the 14th century got in their entire lifetimes. Yeah. God. Overload. Overload. <laughs> Absolute overload. And not, and that's just typical, but actually when we're hooked into those rabbit holes of looking at this, looking at that, and I can do it, I have to put a timer on to stop myself being... Hijacked. Hijacked. But, and, and it's interesting stuff. It's not... This is, this is, you know, research, but I can spend a long time researching something and not realize I haven't taken a break. So I have to have an external way of just checking in because I do. And it's, it's not bad. It's just too much. Overload. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be investigating a little bit about the impact of media on the stories that we create um, and and how they impact on our thoughts and beliefs. Um, And, you know, basically try and notice, first of all, be aware um, of those stories that we are told by social media media in general and also be aware of what our children are being told which will impact on our stories that we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. and I often have conversations with my kids around the dinner table where they'll come up with a piece of information that they've gained from social media and I spend most of the time challenging it 
I said, well, there's a lot of fake news out there. There's a lot of fake. There's a lot of mis misinformation. I said, well, where where did you get the information from? Did you check it with another source? Did you triangulate that? You know, is that a fact or is it opinion? You know, whose opinion is? You know, and we have these little conversations just to raise their awareness that not everything they just because it's on the screen. Because it's writing it's on true. a screen. Yes, it's not true. Which in the old days it would have been. It would have been. Mm. It's, yeah, this, that, again, I think that that's a really, it's a really important point, and it's a really current current point as well. The the access, you would you know you wouldn't sort of sit and watch. You, I don't think you'd sit and watch Sky News sort of all day for a whole day or, or BBC News no. or, or whatever. And I think it's that, I think it's that, I think the, the situation in the in the Ukraine going on at the moment, it's sort of. People almost feel, and it was the same with COVID, really, wasn't it? Where you sort of you're compelled to, you wake up at six thirty in the morning. All oh, right, quick, I need to, I need to check what's yeah. happened overnight. And people are, are so heavily involved in things that are completely out of their control that it, it can it can create a bit of. Um, panic and and hysteria yeah. and and it's it's a lot to process for people it, it is it is you know you know that our brain has a natural and hardwired negativity bias um, and we are drawn to things that are negative because that's part of our survival mechanism. If we weren't, we wouldn't still be here. So it's not that it's un it's unhelpful. It's just unhelpful if it's too much. And as you say, a lot of things are beyond our control. And fear makes us make certain decisions yeah. um, that aren't necessarily the best for us. And we are going to be investigating that a little bit more in the session, aren't we? Yeah. Talking a bit more about that. Well, I think, I think obviously, I came to the last one. And, and what's really nice about it is, is it's very, very relaxed. Everybody, everybody in the room is is the same but different if that makes sense yes. everybody's got children of different different ages or, or stepchildren or, or, or whatever grandchildren whatever their their situation is but it works doesn't it because it almost it almost it's um it's a shared experience but it's also um everybody's on their own unique kind of way that they want to improve. We all want to be, you know, improve uh, how we are as parents, how we are with our family. We all feel there's room for improvement, but it's very, very individual, isn't it, to, yes, to each yeah. person? I think that's what, yeah. when, you know, one of our values is that there's no one size that fits all. We're not prescribing you do something a certain way. We're just saying there are lots of recipes out there, but it really starts with awareness of where you are, where you want to go, what's happening, how, what's happening to your body, what's happening to your mind, and that's giving people the invitation to look at things a little differently, yeah. so then they can make different choices. And we do like to give some tips to take away, don't we? Some tools that are practical to use yeah, in, the, in, in people's everyday lives to hopefully um, make things better. Yeah, and in, in last time um, there was a sort of a, an idea of how you can kind of just reset yourself with with a bit of with a bit of breathing. I mean, I'm not doing it justice describing it now, am I? To be honest, <laughs> but that's a great example of something yes. which yeah, we we share the stop acronym, which stands for stop, take a breath. Observe what are you feeling, what are your options, and then P for proceed. Whether that's have a glass of water, talk with a friend, take a few deep breaths, go outside, have a little walk. All the different, and those options are yours to choose from. But the stop is, first of all, check in. What am I feeling? Because sometimes we're feeling things and we don't know why. And we come up with these stories, which actually keeps us in this state of kind of a heightened yeah. um, anxiety. And actually, we can just turn the volume down 
by using stop, we then respond differently and then we don't share that stress with people around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was really, really good and I would recommend it. So for people listening who would like to come along, what are the details of the next session? So it is session? the Pickle Sprout. So it's Wednesday the, the 9th. 9th of March Pickles. from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock at the Pickle Sprout in Harrogate. And then, in, <clears throat> sorry, and in the evening... We have an online live session, which is from 7 to 8 p.m. A webinar. A webinar. So that, again, both, uh, both events are free. Um, and if you want to just make a reservation, you just go onto our website and it's very easy. You just click, you put your email in, you'll get a, web, you'll get a, um, a Zoom invite, or, and we just know for numbers for the Pickles um, And what's the website address just so we It is www.mosaicpartnership.org. Very good. Fabulous. Thank you both so much for your Thank time. Thank you very Lovely much, Nick, for having us. Yeah, and appreciate the much. chat.